everyone. Welcome back to the Business and Blazers podcast. I'm here with a special guest, someone who's like my accountability business partner, um, Shannon, aka UK Curly Girl, who is a natural hair and business blogger. She's also the founder of Oso oh Curly, which is a hair tools and accessories brand. And I'm here to just, I can't wait to interview you, Shannon, because we always have these business conversations um, da- daily, especially before the pandemic. So if you don't know, yeah. Shannon, and I, Shannon is literally my business accountability partner. Every yeah. week we would meet in Starbucks and talk about our business plans and make sure that we um, reach our goals. Yeah, for the week, every single week, and then the pandemic hit, and um, it was hard to continue meeting up, but we still stay, we still stay in contact all the time. Yeah, yeah. Are you? I miss it too. I miss it. Yeah, so getting back into this, Shannon, I am excited to interview you and have this conversation about, you know, the worst parts of our business journey, what you've learned from it, and how it has made you a better businesswoman, entrepreneur overall. So are you ready for these questions? I'm ready. Let's get into it. (laughs) So firstly, my first question is, how did, what inspired you to, well, first of all, become a blogger about hair, natural, your natural hair journey, and also then turn it into a business? Yeah. What was the inspiration behind that? Um, How did it start? So I had graduated uni Mm-hmm. And I did a degree in film and TV. And then I did a lot of internships and work experience. But I was finding it really hard, to, like most graduates do. But I was finding it really hard to find a paid job. And I needed a paid job. So mm-hmm. I ended up, um, I was signing on at the time. And um, the only job they could find me was a job at Tesco. So I was doing night shifts at Tesco and um, going back and forth to internships. I remember one time I was doing MTV um, from nine to five and then running to Tesco from like wow. six to 1am, something silly like that. So wow. yeah. And then at the time, yeah, crazy. I was actually... Um, transitioning from like my relaxed hair to my natural hair Mm -hmm. and I was just testing out all these different products and different routines and a lot of people were like oh what have you been doing I'm seeing an improvement so I was like why don't I just start posting it online and Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of bloggers but not not many from the UK so I was like why don't I be one of those people but from the UK and kind of help UK curlies so Mm -hmm. I started that I didn't tell anyone I did it for a while without telling no family no friends and then I just started to build an audience slowly and I just haven't stopped since um it's been a long 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 road I think it's like the seventh year yeah I was about to say like when did it officially start um so 2014 I remember one night I stayed up and I built everything that one night my YouTube channel my Instagram the website (laughs) (laughs) that's when I thought you know what this must be meant to be because if I'm actually sticking to one thing I'm a Gemini I like to jump from thing to thing yeah (laughs) yeah um and then I think a year after I was inspired to start oh so curly Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so a year after, so a year after you set up the YouTube and everything else and you started Oh So Curly. So, and then how did Oh So Curly like evolve into hair tools? Because I do remember the beanie. Oh, I had it. started off with. Yeah. And then it evolved into pillowcases and uh, spray bottles for your hair and um, just hair accessories that are, all, that are healthy and good for natural hair. So like, how did it evolve into this? So I had the idea and it, and it, I always had the idea that like, I knew what Oso oh, yeah. was going to be, mm-hmm. but obviously people didn't know that yet. So I thought, let me try test out with something that's going to be quite easy to make, cheap mm-hmm. to make, and mm-hmm. see if there's a demand for it or if anyone would even buy. So I thought beanie hats were quite trending at that time with just slogans on them, but I couldn't okay. find any that related to hair. And I knew there was a big natural hair scene. So I thought, what about just putting the word curly on a beanie and see if that sells? Um, and it did. There was random people buying it. There was a lot of friends and family and like work colleagues buying it. But <laughs> sale is a sale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that worked. And then I thought, OK, let's see if I can make this into a business. And that's pretty much how it, how it started. Oh, I love that. I love that. So it just sort of organically grew into into this business. And that sounds like a really nice story. But were there yeah. any hard parts? This is the stuff that we're <laughs> going to get into. So it's like, oh my yeah. gosh, you've got 20,000 plus followers and, and everything. And that is amazing. I love that. But now let's talk about the journey. <laughs> The nitty gritty. <laughs> Nobody knows the journey because you've been there when I've been through my hardest times in business. And mm-hmm. yeah, so there's, there's been a lot along the way. And bear in mind, I've done this by myself from the start. I don't know any other business owners. I don't have anyone in my family that has mm-hmm. met or anything. So this is all from scratch. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of trial and error, even yeah. with the beanie hat. I remember I think I ordered it and it wasn't the right design at first. So hey. So at first things first, you put money towards a product and it wasn't yeah. wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, which comes with a waste of a product. So <laughs> what am I gonna do with these units that I don't really want to sell because it's not something that I really like? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so did you order no- like a bulk of it and it was the wrong? Yeah, so I ordered a sample at first. Okay. It, wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted. So I then had to pay for another sample. Mm-hmm. I remember there was, I mean, it's years ago, so I can't remember exactly, but it's, it kind of goes along these lines. So I had given them feedback on the sample and they had agreed, like, yeah, we we're on the same page. And then when the order came of about maybe 50 or 100 pieces, it still wasn't what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So that was very very stressful that's what happens in this journey how so is that one of the worst things that has happened in the beginning part was that one of the biggest like setbacks um when you went and started with oh so curly yeah there's a lot of setbacks when it comes to buying in bulk from china there's a lot of things that can go wrong um there's that and then if you don't have enough money because you can make that order it can come but when you get a call from customs saying that we can't release this product to you until you have an EORI number. So that was one thing. But, oh, yes. Okay, so this is what happened. I 
when I first ordered my pillowcases, mm -hmm. I had put them up for pre-order. So that means people have already paid for it before it even arrived. And I was yeah. like, well, it's going to come by this date. That date came and they were, hold, they were held up in customs. So, oh. yeah, because I didn't have an EORI number. E-O-I-R number. E-O-R-I number, yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's like, it's free, but it takes mm -hmm. a few days to even okay. get the number. So that means it was adding days onto the pillowcase. Oh, so people, oh right. And then, that, yeah, reputational damage is one thing that yeah. people try and avoid. So. Customers emailing. And, and I'm managing everything at that mm -hmm. point. So, and in my early days, I took everything personally. <laughs> I was so upset. Like everything that people said, I took it to heart as if it's like they're saying it about me. So I mm -hmm. um, went through those those dramas and then obviously you'll get a letter maybe a few days or a few weeks later saying that you owe a certain amount of money in taxes and mm -hmm. um, duty so if you don't have money aside for that that's another drama um so that's things that can go wrong that's just with the china orders um there's a whole load of other there's a whole load of other things. Don't worry, we'll get into it bit by bit, yeah. little bit. So my other, my next question before we go into sort of like your mistakes and sort of um, your mess, your mistakes and embarrassing moments, which I love talking yeah. about. Um, how did you sort of raise the capital to get Oso oh Curly started? So oh, you mentioned pre-orders. Was that how you first got started with, you know, getting the right amount of money to make them make the business evolve? So um, that came a bit later because I started obviously with the beanies and I mm -hmm. saved some of my own money just from working to get those. And then I, um, because obviously remember at the time I wasn't, I didn't have a job that I really enjoyed. So I learned about the Prince's Trust. I know that mm -hmm. they had like classes and programs that you could sign up to, to help you start a business. Mm -hmm. I went through their program and then I qualified to get a loan for my mm -hmm. business idea. So I got a loan, I think it was of a thousand pound. And then um, that helped me to buy the pillowcases. Um, but again, I, I had a really huge problem with cash flow in the beginning. Mm. I'd get my product, I'd sell it, and then I'd still not have money. So mm. that, that was a huge problem for me for quite a few years. I just didn't know how to manage the money yeah. side of it. Yeah. Yeah. How did you learn about that? I know I'm gonna I know what you did, but let everybody else know. How did yeah. you learn to manage your cash flow? It, you know, in the beginning, because it is it is one of those things that's very frustrating. It's like you make money and then you have to reinvest it into the next products, and then you realize you don't have any money, and then you keep doing that and you realize it's a cycle that isn't sustainable. How did you make sure that it didn't happen? It started to make a profit. Yeah. Um, so I guess this is probably one of my most embarrassing moments. Okay, when, we uh, that then. <laughs> when you are with the Prince's Trust and you go through that whole process with the loan, they assign you a mentor. And my yeah. mentor at that time, I think mm -hmm. I remember you remember you probably yeah. remember this. Yeah. I remember this guy. <laughs> yeah. So he was like a finance person, very mm -hmm. stern. He, you know, he had a job in like central London everything was about money 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 numbers 
I'm the complete opposite. I am not good with numbers. I'm better now, but then then it was just like, oh, I just want to create a product. Like everything was creative and marketing, nothing to do with the finances. So when he went through my um, my finances, so I had an Excel spreadsheet of like my ins and outs expenses. He just looked at it and was like, where is your money going? Like where where is the money? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, huh <laughs> I couldn't get my head around like where it had gone yeah. and I was really embarrassed because I just felt like does he think I'm taking the money or like I'm spending it and I really wasn't so I just couldn't get where it had gone mm-hmm. and it just made me feel dumb to be honest as a business yeah, like owner. you couldn't like, explain like where yeah where yeah. the money actually had gone <laughs> yeah so after after that, and then I think maybe a few years later, I got to the point where I was stuck again when it came to getting more products. So I was just like, I can't keep doing this. I need to figure out a way to sustain this business. And that's when I started to really look into like self-help um, books, financial mm. books, business books, um, listening to podcasts and YouTube speeches and so on and then I read this book called um, Think and Grow Rich and Mm -hmm. that really just switched like a light bulb off in my brain and Think and Grow Rich yeah everything just kind of makes sense to me now Mm -hmm. and I realized that it's not just about doing the work it's about switching your mindset there's other things that you need to do to sustain and grow a business and once that clipped everything's just been fine I have my ups and downs but I know how to manage the downtime now yeah I like that think and grow rich it's the books and the uh, and the different um I always believe it's the books and it's the different things that you start to feed during this journey that is going to determine what your outcome is going to be and I remember I remember you recommended that book to me but I also remember you recommending Profit First and and how that also that helped me to change my cash flow and I've also recommended it to so many other people in, in in on my journey as well because if I don't if I don't read these books and I came from my even more um embarrassing my journey is even more embarrassing because I come from a finance background I started (laughs) And I had I did a massive module on like business, finance, trading, and I still wasn't putting two and two together, like taking the theory and making it practical, which it, which is sometimes I feel like. Oh, I think when it's your business, you're so invested in it. Sometimes yeah. you can't see the outside. Yeah. In it. That's why you need to speak to others and share what's going on and get advice yeah get some advice and to help change your mentality yeah so is that one of the only was that one of the worst mistakes that you made or do you want to share like another like mistake Mm. that you made along your journey I know there's so many but one what was one of the worst I feel like that one always stood out to me I think that is probably the worst one that I have made your cash flow yeah it is pretty big I'm not going to lie for your business yeah. for me I, someone said I saw a quote the other day you're not making money <laughs> at a certain point with your business it's still a project and I was like that read I remember I was reading that years ago when my business was still not making money to pay myself or just to like expand I was like yes yeah, st- I'm still in project mode I'm still avoiding yeah. it. it made me feel it made me feel really 
small yeah, but then it, it helps me to fix my mind and be like no we need to focus on the money mm-hmm. yeah so, you know focus on the money that's what makes it an actual business um so going from that what would do you feel like you have had any business failures and how what what were they what did you learn from some of those business failures um yeah I think obviously what I what I mentioned um mm-hmm. I'm trying to think obviously like um purchasing stock that maybe isn't right mm-hmm. um, getting myself into a rut because I'm doing everything mm-hmm. what really helped me is hiring a virtual assistant because that allowed me to introduce me to that. Shannon's plugged me so many times. <laughs> yeah. Literally, Shannon has plugged me. Watch her YouTube channel, but in person as well. You introduced me to the same virtual assistant and yeah. you introduced me to all of these books as well. Thank you for that, Shan. Thank you. Oh, but yeah, so have it so ex, ex, um sourcing out. Yeah. Outsourcing, Absolutely. sorry, outsourcing mm-hmm. your work. So what kind of work have you outsourced? and that helped you definitely the customer service side of things because like I mentioned before I take it quite personally Mm -hmm. and it can it gives me anxiety so if I'm on my phone trying to do my work and I see a customer complaint come through Mm. it's like oh my god so I was like you know what I need to give this to someone else because otherwise it's going to mess with my mental and I won't Mm -hmm. be able to do other things so outsource that um my wholesale orders because i started to get a lot of wholesale orders from retailers and stuff mm-hmm. um, trying to manage that and just the typical day-to-day i couldn't do and then now she also does social media for me as well that's new so she's been um creating the graphics and um, putting it into the scheduler for me um what else email management as well so she does do emails that aren't directly to me yeah sometimes it's just it's so overwhelming it's like you see 70 and then the next day you see another 30 on top of it and i just go tomorrow tomorrow yeah and sometimes there's things that you miss and you're like oh that's when i thought you know what i need someone to manage Mm. that i need that Mm. email outsource i'm gonna ask her that one Uh, so so yeah that's been your biggest so just doing so much by yourself yeah because you have to remember i'm not only just doing oh so curly i do uk curly girl stuff too Mm -hmm. so two separate it's your personal brand and then you actually have the business Mm -hmm. so it's a lot it's a lot of work (laughs) but i love it but i can't wear myself out like at some point i need a life so yeah I had to learn to give it to other people. How has that journey been? Sorry to like go off track, but how has that journey been? So I've been, when interviewing so many people on this podcast, a lot of them have started to realize at a certain point that their business isn't their life. Have you, are you at that point? Like business, because you, it's, you've got a whole, you're a walking brand right now as mm. well as you have a business and they're all sort of linked together yeah you said, and then you just mentioned like at some point I have to live my life or I have to have a life so do you feel like that has become increasingly hard to do yeah yeah definitely and that's why I'm trying to 
I'm trying to like think of new ways that I can automate mm-hmm. my brand instead of having to be doing it every single day. Um, I want to have time to have a life, like you said, um, which I haven't really. But then although when I do have free time, I find myself wanting to work. So yeah. it's difficult. <laughs> It is, it is difficult. It's this cycle. Is it, do you think it is the pandemic or do you think that's always how you have been? No, that's always how I've been. The pandemic yeah. wasn't that hard for me, if I'm honest, because this is how my life is anyway. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's just even worse because the little random times when I did go out, I can't even do that anymore. So <laughs> yeah. It's just doing that. But I do think it's important to just... No, I know I see you anyway. We, you have, you do have a life outside of your business. I do see it. Um, but I just think it's important that I've seen it happen so many. I've seen this conversation come up so many times with people saying it's sort of become everything that I do. But now I'm starting to learn that, you know, it's, I think it's sometimes it's just the small things that we have to differentiate. Like just spend the time with the family. Yeah. On a holiday. Yeah. Yeah, Shan. Well, next, uh, this year or next year, I'll make sure you go on holiday just have yeah. a break as as we're able to i yeah definitely to have a break yeah. um celebrating just bits at having an afternoon off or morning off that's one thing we discussed ages ago it's just like sometimes mm-hmm. having one morning off one afternoon off or one whole day off just to not do anything how's that going for you um <laughs> do you know what <laughs> still working do you know it's there is I'm yeah. working on it. I can't. I write it down. Mm. One day it will become a possibility. Next weekend, I just said. I said I'm taking a four day weekend. I'm taking a Friday off and a Monday off. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to sit in my robe and watch movies. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> on the 18th, and let me know. <laughs> I take Sundays as my day now. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that's important to make sure that you have a day off to yourself? Yeah, definitely. It's needed. It's needed. needed. Right. So my next thing would be is what is some of the biggest frustrations you have to deal with? You've already kind of mentioned it, but how do you, how else do you deal with some of the frustrations that come with running your, your business? Um, how do I deal with them? I try and take, I try and step away from the situation. Um, so whether that means, okay, you know what, just turn the computer off for a bit. Let me watch some YouTube videos and not think about it. And I find the longer time that you have away from something, the solution comes to you naturally. Mm, yeah. So I try not to stress too much about things anymore. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm there, there yet. So I can't really give advice on it because if I'm honest, I'm not there yet. I'm still learning but I do just try and take a bit of time away even if it's just like an hour or mm-hmm. half a day and then yeah get back to it. no you can give advice on it it's 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 part of the journey so how do you deal with like the frustrations that come with running your business so what are, what kind of things do you do to deal with that and overcome yeah. those frustrations there's a lot of things, especially when you are working with different companies and outsourcing, especially, mm-hmm. I've just thought of something as well, especially around the Christmas time. Mm. And even just the whole pandemic, there was a lot of frustrations around things being delayed. Um, 
delivery times, customers complaining, yeah. yeah. Royal Mail losing your pass. Yeah, Royal Mail. Sorry, I don't need to say anything. But yeah, they. I remember over Christmas, you were like, Royal Mail, there's nothing I can do about it. And my yeah. sister as well, who was doing her paintings and stuff over Christmas, was saying the same thing. Like, Yeah. Yeah, How so how do you deal with those co- things that are just out of your control, those kind of frustrations? How did you deal with it? I think, again, you have to step away from you mm-hmm. and think it, it's a business. It's not you personally. So... Um, I find now more than ever sharing what's happening mm-hmm. with other helps, even if it's just like other women or other business owners or even family and friends. Sometimes they have solutions that you wouldn't have even thought of. Like um, asking and sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Just I know you may feel a bit uncomfortable sharing, but honestly, a problem shared is a problem solved. Is mm-hmm. that the... I think that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same. Yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes I think just taking a break away from the situation, taking a breather, I usually find that the solution comes to you. Mm. Stay positive and have faith. It usually works itself out. No, I agree with you on that. I never now neglect my morning routine, which is having like, and I'm now working on an evening where I just have like a moment to just stop and sit still and just take your mind off of things and then you realize that the ideas start flowing naturally Mm -hmm. so yeah that's important that's important so that leads nicely to like what other advice bits of of advice and like nuggets can you give to someone that wants to start like an online business you know selling their own products from scratch like how where should we start what kind of advice would you give uh to someone that wants to that's looking up to you right now yeah well, I do have a course coming out called Start a Product Business from Scratch. So mm. that's going to cover everything. Definitely. But, so um, you buy the course, people. <laughs> yeah. So I can definitely share a few things, though. So I definitely always say to people, please make sure that you are pricing your products correctly mm. and leaving enough room for you to pay yourself, pay your taxes. There's so many little percentages that you can add on to the cost of your product to just Mm -hmm. give you leeway. If a retailer wants to buy a product, they're going to really want 50% off. So you need to have enough room there. Right, right, right. Okay. something I didn't know Mm. about. So just researching those little percentages that you have to add on to the product yeah in order for you to be able to sell it so that's something that's really interesting i can't wait for this course something that's really interesting on pricing because yeah people just think you get a product hey you're gonna sell it yeah no you can't Taxes. yeah delivery yeah and then obviously retail prices mm-hmm. interesting you're going to touch on that in your course yeah i've got a whole section around okay. pricing love that yeah <laughs> love that okay then so is that your first bit do you have any others that you can just I can squeeze out of you Mm. um so definitely the mindset thing setting goals for yourself writing everything down um vision boards Mm -hmm. um affirmations that it sounds small but that side of things I think really helped to grow my business so I don't want to ever skip over that side of um, Mm -hmm. business yeah it sounds like fluff and sometimes I get annoyed with it I go oh okay yeah Right, put stick a vision down but you really are you know someone said whatever you feed grows when one someone told me that 
and I realized the more I feed like my frustrations, the more, even the more I say I'm frustrated. I'm yeah. Frustrated. I am. That's what you keep saying to yourself mm-hmm. instead of saying I am, I will find a solution. I am a solution oriented person, like just changing your day to day language. And then I think we spoke about this before I changed my, my actual feed on my Instagram. So I, no offense, you know, muted and unfollowed a lot of things. That oh, just, yes, needed. That just don't inspire me. And then everything on my feed, every time I scroll through it, is something that's like, oh, that's, that's, oh, mm-hmm. it wakes me up in the morning. It makes me want to achieve. So, yeah, my mentality, and that's everything that you let into you. Interesting. Yeah, 100%. Love that. What would be your what's your proudest moment so you've achieved quite a lot we've spoken a lot about oh so curly but then you also have your personal brand which is you know uk curly girl which you, you've done i know you've done tons of stuff and i can say some things afterwards <laughs> that what i've seen you achieve but yeah what what is one of your biggest achievement proudest moment um i think Oh, there's been a lot. I think with the blogging side of things, UK Curly Girl, I think mm-hmm. reaching 10,000 YouTube subscribers was a big thing for me. Um, I just never saw it coming. And I've been doing YouTube for so long. It really mm-hmm. just taught me, you know what, just keep at it, keep pushing, try new things and something will just click and, and work. Um, so that was a big achievement for me. I think... Um, I'm looking back now that I'm older, I'm proud of my younger self for mm-hmm. starting the business so young and then like being able to travel. When I look back, like I used to travel and do like brunch. Yeah, yeah. you did one in New York, which I was going to shout out. I yeah. remember when you were like, I've been being flown out to New York to do a brunch and talk yeah. to girls about their hair journey. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like, it was a big thing. to. It was such a big thing to see someone in your community just win like yeah no that was that was a problem for me to see too <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then like launching a book and having the book yes and yeah um so yeah I'm proud and then with oh so curly I think um hmm, there's been a lot as well I think having like the pop-up shop that we did a mm-hmm. few years ago now was nice just to like have organic customers coming in and even people came from like outside of London down mm-hmm. just to come and shop in person um and then actually moving out of home and yeah. having like a space to work in as well like that is a I'm very it's proud a big thing and you're paying yeah. yourself and you're, al- you're able to yeah. do that yeah I, I, yeah it's a beautiful moment beautiful moment yeah. no I you touched on all the things that I'm really proud and what has inspired me with you um yeah, I remember your book launch. I remember you just starting out, actually. So if we go back, I don't know if I want, I'm not going to embarrass you that much, Shannon. But I just remember, Shannon, <laughs> I've known Shannon since I was 11 years old. So I know. 15 years. 15 wow. years in school. And, you know, you, you, Shannon's closer to my sister, my older sister. So you're like my, we always said Shan, uh, we're sisters. Like, yeah, I'm the just added gosh on to the end of Shannon's name. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what we kept saying. And um, yeah, we would just talk about things all the time. And then now when you see someone from when you were like 15, 11, oh my 15 God. years, and Shannon was the quiet one. So I, so I remember that out of, you know, the batch of girls, you and my sister were always the quiet ones. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you were the quiet one. So I just remember. And then now I'm like, Shannon's just doing bits. <laughs> doing bits. And I, that is me naturally. Yeah. I am naturally like that. But I always learned from my mum because she always used to tell me because before she had me, she um, was an au pair. Yeah, I always learned from my mum because she used to always tell me this story about before she had me, because she had me quite young. Mm -hmm. She was a nanny and she got flew out to Miami and was living with like a rich family in Miami, living her best life as a nanny. So, um, <laughs> and then obviously she met my dad and then she ended up um, having me. So it just always makes me think, you know what, I need to live all of my dreams out I need to yep. do it for her kind of um so yeah. I love that story so you learned everything from your mom so my final question I always end with my guests asking me a question on the spot and I have to answer truthfully <laughs> <laughs> okay so what's your question for me Sham? Okay, so my question for you is, if you could have any other career, what would it be? Any other career? Ooh, that is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> this, do you know what? So, do you know, oh, this is, Shannon, yeah, you caught me off guard, <laughs> because the thing is, I've always wanted to be, ever, I've never sort of, I've always been good at a lot of things. So I've always saw myself doing several other things. Actually, okay, this is it. This would be my <laughs> ultimate, ultimate career. And I'm not saying no to it. It might happen. But I want to go back into acting. Oh, um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Zoe was like it. performing arts pro. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really miss it. Like, Rikaz, I was always a lead in, yeah. in high school. I was always leading in something even when I went to college is when I got to university and I started getting involved in business and things, I just was like, you know what? I like this a bit more, but recently I have been looking back at some old videos of me on stage, literally since I was young, I've been on stage, um, singing, acting. So I definitely want to go back into acting. I'm, and one thing that I would shock people is musical theater was my favorite. So yeah, I loved singing and acting at the same time, and um, I miss it. So it, I'm not, I'm putting it out there. It might happen. It just won't happen this year, but yeah. it might happen. I definitely want to go back on stage with acting and singing. Mm. Good question. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Shannon. This actually has been fun, and I really miss you. Oh, you. I mean, you too. <laughs> ruined things, but it's okay. I've seen you on Zoom. But thank you so much. I love this conversation. This is just something that we talk about all the time. And I'm so thank proud you. of you, and you inspire me so much. Like, literally, it's emotional, but it's amazing seeing how your business and your brand has just evolved and blown. And every time I see you do something new, I'm like, Shannon inspires me like every day to get up and go you know so um thank you thank so you. much for inspiring me and you mm -hmm. well done on everything on this as well I'm loving it 
Thank you. Okay, well done. Thank you. So please, 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 everyone, um, follow, go and subscribe to the UK Curly Girl channel. She actually does a lot of business videos now. So it's not just about hair. It's more. It's about business behind the scenes. So you're going to learn more about business on her channel as well. And she has a course coming out soon. So look out for that. Follow her UK Curly Girl. You'll find her. Or I will be posting her. I post her all yeah. the time. So just look on my feed and you'll you will find UK Curly Girl everywhere and I just want to say thank you for being on this being on this show I can't wait for everyone to hear it thank you so much take care Love you. Bye.